Hello and welcome in to season two, episode two of the North Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Ryan Skaggs. Where's the intro? You're asking. We're still working on it. Uh, by this time <laughs> next week, though, we will have a nice new intro for you. Uh, so stay tuned for that and more exciting stuff. Now you got me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. It's not going to blow you away or anything, but it's going to be a little updated, a little more fresh. So, um, hey, welcome back. This is your weekly breakdown of all things North Idaho in the state of Idaho, District One and district two 5a all the way down to 1a d2 you can get the audio version of this prep cast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts video version as well on the idahosports.com youtube channel and facebook page all right ryan here we are week zero uh the opening week of uh high school athletic competition it actually started on monday uh, golf fall golf uh, has started Monday. The Moscow invite was held up at uh, the university of Idaho. The Coeur d'Alene uh, boys and girls won the team titles. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, the individual medalists came from Coeur d'Alene on the boys side and Lewiston on the girls side. Um, this golf schedule is going to be pretty back heavy. Um, I read in the, in the Coeur d'Alene press this week, they were talking to the Coeur d'Alene golf coach. He said that, um, you know, six of their 10 regular season competitions are before school starts. Yeah. No, that's just, I think, you know, you're looking into as you get probably later in the season, obviously there's some course degradation with fall coming and everything, and you don't know what you're going to get necessarily for weather in North Idaho. So, um, I mean, we've seen it snow in mid-September before. So, um, and this is in the last five years. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, I, I understand why they do it that way. The courses up here are in great condition right now. Um, it's been hot the last month, but we had a really mild spring and wet spring. So the courses are, they're awesome. I mean, I've played a couple of times this summer and some of the courses up here in just a fantastic shape. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a chance for the kids, I think, to kind of break the summer doldrums a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I'm slightly jealous that they get to play golf in, in late summer. And it's like the best time of year in the state. It's up here in late summer. So, uh, yeah. And no surprise that Coeur d'Alene uh, wins the title. They've got a fantastic golf program brewing there with the Vikings and, and Moscow and the Lewis. And obviously no slouches either. But, um, yeah, just, just a great golf here and great golf environment in North Idaho, too. Definitely. So golf has hit the ground running and so is soccer. We got a lot of conference matchups here right out of the gate in the, like in the Coast opening. Falls was at Lake City, I think yesterday or the day before yesterday. So if I'm yeah, not mistaken, so. it's yeah. um, I mean, this is the weekend schedule uh, boys soccer. You've got Coeur d'Alene at Post Falls. That's a 5A IEL matchup. You've yep. got Sandpoint uh, at Lake City. Uh, Moscow is at Lakeland. That is a league match. And then um, at the 3A level, it's all league. Priest River at Timberlake. St. Mary's at Bonners Ferry. Uh, Coeur d'Alene Charter at Grangeville. Those are all conference games. So we are like right out of the gate. No time to mess yeah. around. Uh, here's the schedule. Here you go. And it's all of the same matchups on the girls' side as well. So we're hitting the ground running in soccer also. Yeah, but I mean, you also got to look at it too, is that if you look at other competition, there's not as far as depth pool of, of people to play. There's not a ton out there um, necessarily, unless you're going to travel down to Southern Idaho. And I think they're still waiting a few weeks for that trip where the Boise schools and, and the North Idaho schools usually do a trade off. They'll, they'll trade weekends um, going up and down, but um, you know, it, you don't have the Washington schools of, I mean, I think they just started sports this week. So you know, Washington's still at least 
12 days out from from participating so um yeah there's there's the schedule kind of the hole there in north idaho obviously i understand starting early but i mean shoot i saw people posting back to school pictures today down in southern idaho which makes no sense to me i'm like we don't start up here until after labor day so um you know we still got over two weeks left of summer vacation before school starts so it's kind of an interesting uh, gap up here but i mean i get it getting things in early but yeah definitely um and so there's no volleyball yet uh no cross country that'll start next week so we'll we'll have a longer more robust show to talk about those things and then for football you know pretty light schedule this week there's only two games uh involving teams from up north but man what a couple of ball games. They are two neutral site games, two games that are taking place in the great state of Montana. I may be biased. That's my home state. And I am, <laughs> dude, I am so excited for this 5A neutral site contest. Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff at Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula, home of the Montana Grizzlies, Coeur d'Alene Rigby. Two titans. Titans, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they are two titans yeah. of the 5A classification. We will have that game for you live on idahosports.com. I'm going to be there. I've got my dad running the camera for me because that's where <laughs> I live and I grew up. And That's awesome. You know, I also uh, I've been talking to former Coeur d'Alene quarterback and current Montana Grizzly linebacker, Kale Edwards. And he's gonna he's gonna pop by the broadcast and talk for oh, a little sweet. bit as that's well. Awesome. That's I mean that's that's, that's, some, that's some Viking royalty coming in there. That's awesome. Yeah, you know he uh, quarterbacked Coeur d'Alene against Rigby his senior year and threw the game winning touchdown pass to Colby Nosworthy with less than a minute to play, um, and that was in the regular season. And then the next year was when Rigby and Coeur d'Alene met in the state championship game, the Miracle in Moscow, that triple overtime affair where Rigby went for two in triple overtime and got it and and defeated the Vikings by one in a, in a high high flying shootout. So one uh, one. This is game three of the series. Who's going to come out on top, Ryan? Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, we kind of we're already breaking down X's and O's, which is awesome. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what Cordelline comes back. I think on defense, they're going to be pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, replacing their some of the guys that they had up front, like Jackson Washington, and also Gunnar Julio. You look at a lot of the position players, but they had some depth there last year too. Um, so they've got some guys coming back, especially in the linebacking core. Um, I think their linebacking core is probably one of the stronger units. Um, in North Idaho as far as on that defensive side of the ball. Um, but it's going to be the, the question of, of if the quarterback play. I mean, we, we saw last year that it started a little slow. It, it, it caught fire later on down the, down the stretch, but there was still a few hiccups like that post-falls game. Um, post-falls came in and, and, you know, won a, a shootout, which was an awesome game. But, you know, it's like, are they going to have that hiccup like they did at the beginning of the last year? And – um, coming into a zero week game, especially with a new quarterback and, and a new running back core. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings can do offensively. I think that's where the question marks kind of lie within the program. Um, are they going to be able to score enough points to to keep up with some of these other teams? Yeah, so Coeur d'Alene comes in kind of relatively unknown. They had to replace a lot of players, but you know what? So did Rigby. Rigby yeah. lost a load. Rigby lost some dudes class. too. <laughs> yeah. So this really is kind of two teams that are kind of figuring out what kind of squad they're going to be. I think they both think that they're going to be in the mix in the 5A uh, ranks, but we we don't really know because there's so yeah. many new players involved. So this to me 
makes the matchup that much more exciting. I think it's actually pretty even because both teams have to replace so much. Well, Cordelaine's pretty good on the back end of that defense too. They're secondary. I mean, they're only replacing, I believe, two guys in the secondary. So they've got they've got some experience back there. But um, you know, you look at DBs and linebackers, and it's you know, if, is Rigby going to show up and try to chuck the ball around, or are they going to try to to ground and pound it and run the ball? I mean, that's kind of the question mark of who they're replacing to and what they're going to do offensively in the game and the game plan that they put together. Um, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. I think the Vikings, um, you know, they do have some senior experience coming back. I mean, there's some guys that played quite a bit of minutes last year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what what Cordling comes up with game plan wise. Coach Amos and his crew, um, he's a great coach. So I mean, I don't I don't have any doubts that he's going to have his crew ready to go. But um, playing a team like Rigby, who yes, they are replacing a bunch of guys, but they're still Rigby. Um, that's going to be a, a big test for the Vikings. Definitely. Um, Rigby has kind of like Coeur d'Alene. They've got some guys returning in the secondary that got some experience last year, and they do have a couple of offensive linemen that uh, will be back as well. Um, so we'll see. You know, we we do these uh, statewide previews for every football team in the state, and we send we send out a little preseason questionnaire to each coach, and we ask that they fill it out because it helps us kind of sure. – you know, figure out what to write about. And we always ask him, you know, who are, who are some key players you have coming back and who are new players. So, uh, quarter lane coach, Sean Amos sent his back into us and under where it says, who are some key players you have coming back this year? He responded, none. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure, I'm sure that's a little tongue in cheek. Um, but it, it does kind of magnify, yeah. you know, the, they had a decent JV team last year too. Um, so I know, I mean, a school with that size enrollment and just the depth of like the youth football program here in Coeur d'Alene too, um, you know, it feeds the program, but you know, I, I look at the IEL and I don't want to like start breaking down opponents and everything, but I really do put Lewiston as the heavy favorite in the IEL this year. I think that's a, there's a ton of depth and a ton of talent, um, for the Bengals. And we'll talk about more about them next week when they take on, I believe Layton, um, in their game in the Rocky mountain shootout. But, um, that's, uh, that's a conference that I think is it, it could be a changing of the guard a little bit. I look at Post Falls too as a sneaky, sneaky good team too. Uh, Lake City could surprise some teams. It could be a dogfight. We could see a four. Honestly, we could literally see a four-team Kansas City tiebreaker this year to, to settle to settle the first and second spots coming out of the league for state playoff. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not quite ready to step out on that ledge yet, but uh, I mean, we had a three three way tie last year, so yeah, Who we've knows? got we've got some dude. I, I could honestly see every team getting two wins, um, but I really look at Lewiston though. I think Lewiston's the team to beat, and um, the Vikings. I think have a good prove it game in week zero, and it's not really going to mean much. I mean, yeah, it's a five A opponent, so it'll mean something in the Max Preps rankings, but they've scheduled so well. Um, you know, a loss here, I don't think is going to be a death sentence for them coming into the playoff run later in the year. Uh, kind of like what we saw last year. Um, it helps that they're playing another Idaho five, a school and a team like of Rigby's caliber. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I think that they've got, you know, the other team that's going to be playing, um, this weekend, they got come, them coming up in a week or two too, which is Lakeland. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the, what the Vikings do and what the, and what the Hawks show up with too. That's going to be a great game also. Definitely. We'll talk about that in just a second. One last note on Coeur d'Alene. Coach Amos did say they've got a lot of good depth at offensive line and tight end, which tells me they got big dudes. I drove by their, they've, they've got size. Like they're, they're a good school bus team. When you see them roll up to a stadium and they get off the bus, they, they make an impression quickly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that tells me that 
ground and pound, baby. That 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 power rush game uh, could be the key for Quarterly in this year. It sounds like Jamison Kiziar Jr. will be the yeah. new quarterback for Quarterly this year, and, and he's got a decent arm. I mean, he really yeah. does have some arm strength, and he's he's more than capable, I believe, to run this offense. And um, even if they go multiple offense like they've done in years past, if you want to put him under under center, if they want to run him out of the pistol or the shotgun. I think he's more than capable to, to take the reins and, and run this offense. Definitely. All right, let's talk about the other game that will be happening this week, uh, Friday night. This is also a neutral site game at Montana Tech University over in Butte, which is one of the great cities of America. If you've never been to Butte, Butte America, right? It is. It is. It, it, it's a good time, man, for sure. Um St. Patty's Day in Butte is always a, that's an interesting time. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. So for the second year in a row, uh, Lakeland and Preston will kind of meet up in the middle for a battle of the, both these teams made the four a playoffs a year ago. And uh, last year, Lakeland was quote unquote, the host school this year. Preston is the quote unquote host school. What does that mean? You know, I talked to Lakeland athletic director, Matt Neff last week. He said, basically I get to show up and just enjoy the game. I don't have to do anything else, which is nice. (laughs) Um, But this is, you know, these are two teams that both lost in the opening round of the playoffs last year. Preston got the nine seed. They lost to Shelly. Lakeland of course had the, uh, 11 seed and they had to come all the way to play skyline the number six seed uh skyline three and a half had... quarters led the state championship team for yes. three and a half quarters yes they did skyline was on the ropes there and yeah. um, a couple of turnovers late doomed lakeland um but now both of those teams are really hitting the reset button each one breaking in new head coaches this year as well lakeland uh tabbed mike schroeder to lead the team this is the first time since the jimmy carter administration <laughs> that we are in this bad of a recession i mean uh, this is the first time since the jimmy carter administration yeah, that a a Kiefer is not coaching um the lakeland football team yeah yeah tk who's terry you know tim's dad uh Terry's a great guy and great coach. And he was around the program too. when I was there and Tim has obviously hired me to be on his staff. Um, you know, so the changing of the guard there, as far as leadership goes, um, they're going to be, you know, a little more West coast offense, um, you know, a little bit more eye formation, you know, some pistol type stuff, running the ball, play action pass, um, which I, I think it's going to play really well into the hands of, of the talent they've got coming back. They've got some good receivers. They've got an excellent running back um, in Cornish. John Cornish is one of the better athletes in the state of Idaho. He's blazing fast. Um, he's a smaller guy. He's only like, I believe, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but you know he bench presses like insane amounts. He's super strong. He's a little pocket dynamite. Um, and then they've got a decent offensive line coming back. So I think offensively, they're going to be able to score points and move the ball. I, I really do look at this team, um, you know, with Lautzenheiser at quarterback. Um, I think he's more than capable too. he's a, he's a really solid quarterback. He's probably one of the better backups that was in, in the, in North Idaho last year. Cause he was playing behind, uh, Devin Suko, who, you know, Devin was a great athlete in his own right. Um, but I think Lautzenheiser is more of the traditional quarterback. And so then Devin Suko was. So, you know, I look at what they're going to be able to do. Um, I, I think Lakeland's going to find some success this year. I really do look at them as being a team that they're going to be, they're going to test standpoint, I think, late. Um, they've got talent. They've got speed all over the place. They've got a bunch of guys coming back that, that are super blazing fast. So, um, yeah, I mean, defensively, I think is going to be the question mark. I know that they can play pretty well up front. 
um, especially with the size that they've got in the offensive line. I mean, shoot, they've got an offensive lineman that's six foot five, like 310 pounds um, that can move. I mean, he's not, he's not a slug by any means. So they've got talent, they've got size, um, you know, it'll be kind of seeing what they can put, pull together with a new coach. I think that's going to be the, the kind of point is if he can get them motivated, they're, they're going to be a solid program again. Definitely. Lakeland's got speed to burn with Cornish and also Thomas Calder coming back as the yep. slot back. Um, I, I like Lakeland by quite a bit in, in this contest. Yeah, I think um, it turns into a track meet. You're going to see, you'll see Cornish probably pop a couple 60, 70 yarders. I really, I mean, he gets one a game pretty much. You can guarantee he'll get one fifty plus yard rush. Um, he may return a kickoff too. So like, don't be surprised there. We'll see. And and Mike Schroeder, the new coach, uh, all he does is win. You know, he he won a state yeah. championship at Emmett in 2015. He won a state championship in California all the way back in 2004, which is, you know, if you win a title in Cali in, in California, yeah, you're doing you, something. <laughs> you've earned it. His career, yeah. his career record. He sent this into us. His career record is uh, it's it's really outstanding. His career record is 138 wins, 68 losses, one tie. That's, I mean, you're getting winning seasons every year. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So I, I think Lakeland's got a great coach here. Um, Preston had to replace their coach as well. Um, yeah. Eric Thorson had had coached them for four years and had kind of turned around the program. Preston used to be everybody's punching bag, and now they're a pretty solid team. But uh, yeah, Eric, the, the fighting Napoleon Dynamites. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, Craig Cunningham is the new coach there. Um, Eric Thorson leaves to go back to Utah where he was from originally. And this was kind of a two for one deal because his son, Emery Thorson was heading into his senior year and he kind of did it all. He played quarterback, running back, kickoff and punt returners. He played defensive back. He was kind of like the Swiss army knife for this Preston team. And now, so he's gone as well. Preston's got some really big questions. And yeah. so I, I, I really like I, Lakeland. I like Lakeland and I like Lakeland big. That's what I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it early. I think that they're they're gonna be motivated with the new stat. There's a the shot in the arm of energy in that program. Um, you know, it's kind of like what we saw with Coach Knowles at Sandpoint a few years ago, and uh, it may take. You know, you'll see it initially, I think, but then you'll see the big changes come in some of those bigger games um, down the stretch, and and I think you really see things turn around for for the better for the Hawks. Now, I will say the caveat is we both said the same thing last year when Lakeland played Preston. We both thought, well, they've got all this speed. They've got Alden Waddington. They're going to roll. And they lost seven to six. So first game of the year, you know, teams yeah. are a little slow to start sometimes. We'll, but... we'll see. I think I think they get something rolling. I think they find a, a rhythm. And I like I like the, the coaching staff and everything there too. I think that they're going to, he's going to, they're going to, he's going to do a great job. Shorter will do a great job. I think with Lakeland and they got a solid hire, um, you know, and, and with the kids are bought in, like I've talked to a few of them also, and some of the people that are around the program, there's a big buy-in, which is, which is cool to see. So especially yeah, with a new coach. That game will kick off uh, at Montana Tech University in Butte at five o'clock on Friday night, so everybody gets back home at a decent hour. So, um, yeah, two two football oh, wow. games. So yeah, it's like oh, four yeah. o'clock Pacific time. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, we should. Yeah, four o'clock Pacific time. So um, yeah, it could be a true doubleheader situation. We're we're not going to be able to broadcast that that Lakeland Preston game, but you can find it um, uh, elsewhere, and then. Tune in for that quarter lane rugby game. It'll be a nice little doubleheader, season opening doubleheader for all the football fans up north. For sure. Well, nice little uh, appetizer for the main course coming up next week. 
Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we'll get out of here uh, and keep it kind of short because I know we're going to go long next week with all the stuff yeah. that's going on. So <laughs> we got a long way to go in a short time to get there for next week. So yeah, no doubt. I'm excited so, for the football season, though. Yep. We're off and running here on the North Idaho Prep Cast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.